Today's episode of Laced Up a Hockey Podcast is sponsored by Airedale Fly-In Fishing and Hunting. Located in Wawa, Ontario, Airedale has provided a unique wilderness experience since 1945. They have 18 remote fly-in outpost camps that are all unique, and the fly-in experience helps keep the lake pristine and the fishing extraordinary. Now, James, last time you were in Wawa, was there water or was it frozen? Ooh, the last time? Um, I think it was frozen. Mm-hmm. I think so. You think so? Yeah. Have you ever been fishing in Wawa? I, no. Okay. So you would have no way of knowing this, but could you tell me some of the fish that you might find at Airedale? Um, they got, they got perch. Yep. Um. One for one. They got walleye. Two for two. Nice, nice. Um, they got some, uh, they got some pickerel. That's walleye. <laughs> I'm not wrong, though. I'm not wrong. Yeah, you're, you're still, still two, two for two. Still two for two. Um, they got some, uh, they got some blue heron. That's a bird. They do not have blue heron. Uh, they do have brook trout, lake trout, and northern pike, though, I can tell you that. She ain't um, pretty. Now, Airedale is closed right now, but as it is the time of year, if you maybe forgot to get a Christmas gift for someone, or you're just getting a late Christmas gift for someone, maybe you guys said we'll just plan a trip instead of exchanging gifts, uh, this would be a great opportunity. They're open from May 15th to October 31st, so they are closed right now, but... It's a good idea to start looking into next year. There's plenty of opportunity. It's going to be a great summer. There's going to be lots of sunshine, lots of fishing opportunity, and there's no better place to do it than Airedale. You know, it isn't, a, oh. you know what isn't close is the city of Wawa. So you could always go to Wawa, take a little look around, you know, decide, you know, this is a nice little quaint decide. village. I could, uh, I could see myself fishing yeah, here in a few I, months. I don't drive to Wawa and then just show up at Airedale, please. I mean, you could probably, but... Yeah. Maybe call ahead, and it's a good idea to call ahead and plan your trip so that way you get everything done the way you want it done. Uh, it is a perfect opportunity for a weekend away with friends or family to experience wilderness like never before. Visit www.outpostcamps.com for more information, and begin planning your trip to Airedale today. Please enjoy this week's show. Man, talk radio. Yes, talk radio. It's so boring, man. Okay. Like uh, a, a Canada team who uh, dominates us again, and we try to uh, hold against. What did you learn about them in the pre-tournament game you played? Learn uh, that we are far away from them. Still, they're uh, faster, they're bigger, they're stronger, they can shoot better, they can pass better, they can do everything better. So, is this what you'll tell your team? Like, what do you say to your team? Exactly that, <laughs> and and we and uh, to try to fight against. What we what, what I want to say. You know, they have like, I don't know, how many uh, other first rounders they have? How many? Seven. Huh? Seven. And the rest in the second round? Yeah. Huh? And one in the fourth round who play like uh, the most NHL game so far? Yeah. So what I want to tell against? Just, we just battle, battle and try to battle. We have one in the fourth round too. One. And the rest <laughs> is not drafted. Is it good though that you can kind of be the underdog and no pressure? Well, the pressure, I don't know that word, pressure. We don't have pressure at all. <laughs> It's the most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer It's the most wonderful time of the year 
for December 28th, 2018. I am Brutes Bataglia of Puck77.com. I thought you were going to say Puck Shib, to be quite honest with you. Nope, not yet. You were the fourth co-host or something not like that. Not yet. Uh, I'm James Cole. And welcome to Laced Up a Hockey Podcast. It is. Uh, the most the wonderful most time, of the, time of the year. Yeah, you got it. World Jays. World Jays, boys. Let's go. Let's get get, get your Canada jerseys. Get out on the ODRs. Let's get her fired up for sure. Game one, already underway. Switzerland checks. Yeah, a few games will have happened by the time you hear this. but no, um, It's live. It's, it's right now. It's happening. But what this is is your World Junior Preview Special Edition of Laced Up Hockey Podcast. We will be talking a little bit about the NHL. We can't forget about our dreary friends at the National Hockey League. But what this is, is the one time a year where I don't hate everything about hockey. I like me some hockey. I like me some World Juniors. Uh, We'll get to it later. I'm not really sure how I feel about this year's Canada's team. But um, it should be good. I was uh, <clears throat> getting ready to come over here, had my Canada jersey all on, yeah. grabbed my Leaf toque, thought, no, 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 sir, no. I have a Canada toque. So, for the record, uh, it would appear that I'm a bigger Team Canada fan than I am a Leaf fan, because the Leafs, they're dead to me. They're dead. They're done. I don't see them again till Friday. They can <sighs> see you, bud. Nice knowing you. Go, Canada, go. This may be the first year where I will maybe watch a Leaf game during the World Junior Tournament. Cause, yeah, they're pretty good. Because I used to tell people, like, I would watch... I watched about 75 Leaf games a year. And no one really ever asked why 75. Because I generally miss those seven games during the World Junior Tournament. I don't give a fuck about the Leafs right now. Yeah, when Jason Blake was uh, the guy to watch, yeah, it's it wasn't worth uh, pretty easy to over. Pretty so, easy to yeah. keep the TV off. I might watch some Denmark games over Leaf games. Not gonna lie. Most years. Most years. Oh, but, Jason but Blake year. years, yeah. 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 Like I said, World Junior Special Edition of the episode, we were going to get some, some NHL stuff. Uh, but the, the one thing I wanted to get to you... Get... Get, get to me? Get to you. Uh, did you see the Casey Middlestad Home Alone remake? I cannot tell a lie, I did not. You didn't see it? No. So he did a shot-for-shot remake of the of the bathroom scene? Oh, yeah. I guess I better pull it up. I, I did see the Keith Kincaid remake of the Elf... Uh, scene uh, in which he answers the phones at New Jersey Devils headquarters yeah. as Elf, but I, I missed the I missed. I never liked Home Alone. Uh, I'll come out. I'll what? Say that, I'll say that up front. I never liked that movie. Never enjoyed it. Never really got the. Yeah, you're just bad parents. You're just you're just shitty parents. Like, okay, so take a laugh. okay, I don't know. Uh, you're getting toward I guess the tension of Home Alone for me is yeah, it kind of bugs me because you watch the movie and it's like. Okay, I get it. Catherine O'Hara sucks as a parent in this movie. John Hurd sucks as a parent in this movie. But, like, overall, the movie has some pretty funny moments. And to me, it's not even the the burglar, you know, lighting Joe Pesci's head on fire, Daniel Stern getting bit by the tarantula and giving out what is the most hilarious scream in the history of cinema. But it is more so the the hilarious little 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 jokes along the way. The keep you keep the change, you filthy animal. The you know John Candy, the polka the polka king of the Midwest. You know you got your Uncle Frank. Look what you did, you little jerk. Uncle Frank is the villain of that movie, I would argue, because everything happens as a result of Uncle Frank's hatred for Kevin McAllister. I actually wrote my thesis on Home Alone. Uh, you can find it at 
Chancellor Patterson Library at Lakehead University. That sounds awful. Um, I, I can't believe you don't like that movie. I don't. But, uh, yeah, so Casey Middlestad of the Buffalo... I don't like, I don't like Buffalo, Christmas to, be, to begin with. Well, so, that's fine. Yeah, that's fair. But Casey Middlestad of the Buffalo Sabres did a, uh, a remake, and I'll, I'll get it for you here, because uh, it was pretty good. Like a shot-for-shot remake of the bathroom scene. I took a shower washing every part of my body with actual soap, including all my major crevices, including in between my toes and in my belly button, which I never did before, but sort of enjoyed. I washed my hair with Adol Formula Shampoo and used cream rinse for that just wash shine. I can't seem to find my toothbrush, so I'll pick one up when I go out today. Other than that, I'm in good shape. It's classic. Not bad. What did you think of that? Not bad. Because... Because he, he, I get it. He looks kind of like the fucking kid. I heard about it. He's so young. And then what? Like I'm like, oh god, this is gonna be dumb. And then it started, and it's like, ah, Casey Middlestat. I wondered how you would feel about it because I know how you feel about Casey Middlestat. Hey, he looks like the guy. If if that's what you're going for, I get it. I yeah. understand why you pick Casey. Middlestad. So maybe if you're picking Casey Middlestat because you think he's a great player at the Buffalo Sabers. You might want to consider casting a guy by the name of Jack Eichel. Do you think but... it's a smooth transition because you kind of hate? Macaulay Culkin and Home Alone, and you kind of hate Casey Middlestad, so it just like seamlessly moves into one or another. Maybe I I don't, I don't hate Middlestad. I just don't think he's as good as people think he is. That's all. Sounds, sounds like you hate him. I, I don't hate him. If I hated him, I'd tell you he's not an NHL player. He shouldn't be in the fucking well, league. He's yeah. an NHL player. He's he's not gonna win you any scoring titles. Now I was gonna ask you, and I can't. I, this was my question for you, and I think you're gonna care less. But did you know? You know the scene. Of keep the change of filthy animal. Sure. Right? Yeah. And he's got the gun and he's like, I'm going to give you the count of ten or I'm going to pump your guts full of lead. Right. And he shoots him and he's laughing and he's got the funniest yeah. laugh in the history of cinema. Right. Is that a real movie or no? no? You knew that? Not a film. You knew that already? I did. Because the internet found that out last night and they were shocked. I was blown away that people did not know that. Yeah, I was kind of too. Because, like, I guess it's not. But what movie did you think it was? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, what I gonna tell them? Yeah. What I go? What, what I gonna tell them? What film is this? I it does not exist. There's no pressure at all. Oh man. Uh, we just have to say, if you're welcome listening back. to this, Christian yeah. Wolwend, welcome back to the World Junior Championships, and thank you for coming around, because you are a goddamn national treasure. And what people don't know, and I can say this, he is a national treasure, because that man is from Montreal, Quebec. Sick. Did, yeah. did not know He's that. Canadian. That's He's Canadian. Awesome. French. That's, That's a French accent. Wow. Yeah. I just... Yeah, know, I know. I thought he was Swiss, Swiss too. Swiss speak, no, like, ten languages. He's so, from Montreal. Yeah. So he's one of us. So he knows even more better yeah, yeah, yeah. than anyone else that, you know, well, yeah, it's Canada. Wow. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. What am I going to tell them? <laughs> uh, one thing I wanted to get to as well, and sum up from uh, last week's broadcast of Hockey Night in Canada, is uh, during the second intermission, they did their segment that was formerly known as Satellite Hot Stove back in the day with Eric Francis. And you remember when it would be John like Eric Davidson. Francis, John Davidson, yeah. Al Strachan oh, was my Al guy. Strachan. I loved that. Al Strachan is the crankiest old man and he's the best. He used to just go on there and rip the NHL for like minutes. And it's like, how do they keep bringing this guy on TV? And they just kept doing it. Right. Kind of like Don Cherry, but, it. It, but not as likable. And so they go on and 
Elliot Friedman talks, and, you know, talks about, you know, Ottawa and suing Melnick and all this stuff. And then Chris Johnston has a piece. And then Elliot Friedman has a piece. And I'm just sitting there, and Nick Kiprios is just sitting there with his hands folded, and I'm like, is Kipper, uh, is Kipper getting in on the action here tonight, or... And, uh, Kipper gets in on the action. And Kiprios got about 80 seconds on this episode of Satellite Hot Stove. He had two stories, okay? The first story was that teams have contacted agents of certain pending restricted free agents and had alerted them that there is a very high chance that many teams around the league are considering offer sheeting your client, which is fucking rule number one tampering right off the goddamn bat. They cannot do that at all. They can't do that. Well, so they, that story's they, not true. They could tell the media guy that, like, yeah, we're interested in a number of RFAs. No, they called the agent directly. Who called? So, so let's say Kyle Dubas yeah. called Miko Rantanen's agent, and he was like, yeah, we're going to fucking sign your client next summer. You can't contact him about their player. All you right. can't. All right. That's tampering. Okay. Yeah. Okay. His next point was that Jonathan Quick is going to the Philadelphia Flyers, possibly. There's a fit there. There's been a lot of talks. But the issue is that uh, the Kings have been in talks with the Flyers, and they're not sure uh, if the contract negotiations will go all that well. Oh. Uh, Jonathan Quick is signed until 2023. Interesting. He There's no contract to talk about. Hmm. So in the 80 seconds he had... He alleged that every GM in the league is guilty of tampering and that the Flyers are going to sign Jonathan Quick to a second contract on top of the current existing one he already has. Well, you know, if, if they're all guilty of tampering, then none of them are guilty of tampering. That's true. how that works, right? I guess that's yeah. true. It's kind of right. like the steroid thing, right? Yeah. If they all do they it... They can't catch us all! No, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so Kipper made fine fucking use of his... Airtime. 80 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just in fine form, that guy. So I thought that was pretty good. I'll give you credit. Um, okay. You're, you're listening, you're taking down notes, you uh, you notice what Nick Kiprio says, and you might be the last guy on earth that does that, so good good for you. Well, what, what listeners don't know, I guess, because we didn't do our, our little banter, how was your week, um, I'll fill you guys in on my week. Uh, I did not make it to the Red Lion Smokehouse on Friday night for the Joe Willis Christmas Bash. I have been sick since we recorded the episode last week. And this is basically the first day that I was able to leave my house comfortably. Yeah, we really should have pointed that out because people might have thought I had a, I had a different co-host this evening. And you, your voice is a little off. It's, it's not, Thank you, you. You sound much better than the other day, but yeah. you know, you're still not in top... Brutes uh, no, form. No, so. I, I, hey, I'll be happy if I am by next week. When I sometimes when I get congested, it takes a little while. Okay, I don't know what it is, but That's fair. um, I got a cough kind of lingering too. So you're gonna hear that probably at parts Ooh, of the episode here. Look yeah, at that. You'll hear it in the uh, in the interview later, which we'll get to our guest in a little bit. If because uh, uh, I was coughing a little bit there at the third Brutes cough of the episode, uh, the fourth caller in could win tickets uh, to uh, your choice of an NHL game uh, this year. Who's that through? We are not a live podcast, so I don't think anyone could actually contact us in time to make that that work. I don't know. Good luck. If uh, 
if Brody needs to get a gets needs to get a hold of me, he'll call <laughs> me like ten times. So, ah, that's yeah. fair. If I didn't answer once, I'll probably answer the eighth time, right? Sure. Um, another piece of news: we would like to wish uh, legendary and longtime Buffalo Saber announcer Rick Jenneret a speedy recovery. Rick was broadcasting a game the other night. Um, he kind of his voice became very low and uh, monotone for a few seconds, and then he kind of just stopped talking. And then after a few seconds, Dan Duffy took over the broadcast, and uh, and that was it. And and Rick was actually rushed to hospital. He was taken out on a stretcher and and, and rushed to a nearby hospital. He's uh, he's doing fine. I believe he's at home now. He's recovering. Um, but a weird event that you don't see very often. I'll admit this was my fear for Bob Cole a few years ago, where it was like, oh man, this guy's just gonna like drop dead on on the air, like mid call. You don't, you, don't, you don't still have that fear? Well, did he's you, not calling you, every game Did you watch anymore. any of that well, Leafs-Rangers game the other night? I thought he was going to lose it at a few points. That's why they're reeling him back, I guess. I haven't heard a Bob Cole game in a while. The so. best the best part was that, you know, the, the crowd thought Marner got three goals. Bob Cole got Marner at four goals. And Marner actually got two goals. Like, it was just like a... It was one of those nights where... Well, Bob Cole made a mistake, and he called the Marlowe goal a Marner goal. Mm. And then, so he's like, Marner got his first of the night. And he's like, that's his second of the night. And it's like, no, it's not. Mm. And then the other, the one of the other goals went off Janssen. But then they gave it to Marner initially. And then Marner got his, uh, his hat trick goal. Everyone threw their hats on the ice. And like minutes earlier, they had changed the one Marner goal to a Janssen goal. How sorry was that guy, too? Mitch was, he was actually, like, really, like, sad in the post-game interview. Whatever. He was really choked up. Well, Whatever. Well, people, who doesn't like good hats out there, you know? They're expensive. They're not cheap. Yeah, fuck. He's a nice kid. He's, what he's are you talking about? He's going to get $95 million next ah. summer. He can fucking open up a hat club ah. in Toronto if he wants then. I'd be pissed off if I threw my hat and found out it wasn't actually a hat trick. That's all I'm saying. Well, don't throw your hat. I probably wouldn't. That's, yeah, I'm that's my cheap. point. But uh, yes, uh, speedy recovery, Rick Jenneret. Rick Jenneret. The um, Mayday man himself. But it's maybe time to, to get down to business a little bit. Time to get down get down to business. Our guest on the podcast this week is uh, is Jordi Armiento of Perfect Skating. Uh, Jordi is a resident of Ottawa, Ontario. He's a Thunder Bay-born native. Um, he's been working for Perfect Skating in Ottawa for about six months. And he offers us a little bit of a, of a unique perspective into what it is he does for a job um, they, the company has a pretty unique opportunity to work with some of the of the game's brightest stars so we sit down with Jordy we talk to him about perfect skating we talk to him about William Nylander we talk to him about what else and we talk to him about the Ottawa Senators and what it's like living in Ottawa uh, whether or not uh, the Senators have some hope ahead and uh, where they could potentially put a new arena. So uh, we're going to sit down with Jordy, and uh, we hope you enjoy. Okay, Jordy Armiento on the Laced Up Podcast, Thanks man. What's going on? Not Welcome back to Thunder Bay. Thank you. Thanks for so having you, me. You flew in Friday afternoon, yep. and then just started living your life, basically. Much, yeah. Yeah, hitting, hitting the sauce. Hitting the sauce. Hey? You got it. That's good. Yeah. That's how, what, how, how much good. time total... Since you've been back in Thunder Bay, have you spent sober? Would you say? Oh, well, I mean, you gotta you gotta hit the gym a little bit. Less than fifty percent. <laughs> oh, that's right. that's Did you fly Porter? 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. god. Ooh. Just booked yeah. a flight today, airport. Did you? Did yeah. You? Yeah. I, yeah. You know what? I got VIP experience. Man. I got the email today about the the Boxing Day sales, and I started thinking. Yeah. There's a few places I wouldn't mind going. Mm, yeah, so yeah. they're starting to expand now. So. I didn't book anything yet, but mm. I wouldn't be shocked if I just randomly. I might just book a trip to see you. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. yeah Thirty six hours. Hit up Ottawa. Yeah. What a what a great team that yeah. they got going on there. We'll get <laughs> we'll into that later, games, I guess. Yeah. But. Yeah, I'll drive all the way up to Canada to sit with six other people and watch the game. Um, so first off, you should probably tell people who you are. You're 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 who? I'm uh, Jordi Armiento. And you you are you work for who? I work for Perfect Skating in Ottawa. Nice. So we are. Uh, yeah, tell us about it. We're on ice movement specialists, so uh, we really focus on proper proper mechanics of uh, skating strides, uh, posture, joint mobility, stability, activating the proper muscles when you're skating. Basically, uh, things that people don't technical. people don't understand that they're doing yeah, wrong, and yeah. you kind of show them that yeah. proper yeah. muscle. Yeah, proper using the wrong activation. muscles this whole time, or what? Some people. Oh, wow, I see. I'd be interested to watch, to get Jordy to watch you skate okay. because I feel like you're very fast, but I'm not sure you're a very good technical skater. Like I would like, to, I'd like to know because he yeah. kind of runs. Yeah, he kind of runs like a gazelle, but it works right. for him. You know yeah. how some people do that? Sure, sure. <laughs> like a like a gazelle, yeah. a little bit. Probably uh, could work on some efficiency there. Yeah, but, uh, get get more out of you. Yeah, that'd be good for your beer league skate oh, next yeah, summer wow. that you're not doing apparently. Yeah. Um, how did how did you get started at perfect skating? Like when um, when did you make the transition there? I guess maybe more so. What were you doing beforehand? So I was doing some strength and conditioning before. Um, so that's kind of where. Uh, when I heard about perfect skating, it kind of goes hand in hand with uh, some of their methodology and proper movement mechanics and stuff like that. So um, I, I found that background kind of uh, fit perfectly right into the Sean's methodology. Yeah. So um, yeah, so I kind of got out of the fitness industry a little bit and uh, got on board with these guys and uh, haven't really looked back. How long you been there now, perfect skating? Full time, six months. Really? Yeah. I, it yeah. feels like longer it's than that, like, even still, too. Yeah, though. I probably started like eight or nine months. Off okay. Of yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, so it, it's been good. Perfect skating. We'll talk about a little bit too. It is growing. Yeah. A little bit quickly because now yeah. your your I guess the boss. Yeah. Uh, Sean Allard is now Sean involved Allard, with yes. Allard. Yes, sorry, Allard. my bad. Is now <laughs> involved with the Colorado Avalanche. Correct. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you talked earlier about uh, just before we started recording, like certain athletes that have come through the company i mean yeah talk about maybe what sean's doing with the with the avalanche first and then maybe we'll get into more specifics yeah on yeah so individual Sh- athletes so sean is uh the skill and performance coach for colorado um i don't know too Fuck. much about his uh it's not day-to-day schedule. that's a good team to no kidding be worried about mm-hmm. the skills the of big three there the- oh my god yeah. like how much like how insane is it how quickly Rantman's got this good because like he was good last year and he was yeah. like he was okay his rookie year right and like everyone knew he was going to be good he's insane now yeah like absolutely top 10 player in the league probably yeah. now it's it's, yeah, it's for great sure. for sure it's it's awesome yeah. yeah it's good to see good for the brand um I'm sure he, he's loving it down there I know he works with uh any of the guys that get injured when the team goes on the road he'll stay back and work with them on ice and make sure their treatment's going well make sure i guess their mental state is doing well also because that could be a big thing Mm -hmm. for them (laughs) so for him it's a little bit more than just the actual skating aspect like he's involved with oh for sure with the whole kind of package yeah yeah so um yeah it's pretty cool very cool for him to get picked up there 
So uh, have you, have you guys gotten like what you're doing in Ottawa? Do you have like do you work with like any junior players like say from the sixty sevens? Yeah. Are they involved um, with players? Yeah, we have a couple sixty sevens athletes. Um, we've got some junior A athletes, yeah. um, and then in the summertime, some of the college guys will come back, and some of the pro guys. So, yeah, we've got a wide variety of guys from the pro level all the way to novice kids. Nice. So, yeah, it's it's good. So the methodology is proven all the way throughout the spectrum. That's fantastic. Like, a, lot, a lot of hockey, not a lot. So it's yeah. I'm there's, sure, there's no lack of business. No, no not at all. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys? Uh, you just have like one home office or do you do you guys go other places if, if teams need you to yeah yeah we have an hq and then uh we'll skate from every corner of the city uh wherever the team minor teams will book ice and then we have our uh like our programs on top of that i want you to give a little unofficial endorsement possibly here because <laughs> I, I, I already know exactly what your answer is going to be okay how much do you love your true skates? Oh man, are they unbelievable, oh, unbelievable. or what? Oh, like, unbelievable! Like, did you? Like, he he got a pair of uh, of true skates okay. for his job now. Yeah, and all I can think of every time I'm on the ice is like I need to get involved with what Jordy's doing so that way I can get a pair of true skates. Because <laughs> my God, do my feet ever hurt on the ice? Yeah. Like, are they they're worth the I've, the hype and everything? 100%. I don't feet, see how they couldn't be right. Yeah, like yeah. they mold them strictly to your feet yeah, so like yeah. no break in time my feet haven't hurt me once and uh, i'm on the ice four or five hours a day so. what a brand mm. yeah, like what a brand awesome. that's just kind of like pretty awesome come out of nowhere yeah, yeah yeah and they're killing it mm-hmm. they're, like their sticks are great yeah because we I carry got, those I got at the some store gloves and they're awesome yeah. too yeah yeah their gloves seem nice yeah. too i actually yeah. looked i thought about getting a pair i'm just gonna take it over yeah, yeah. Just I remember Marner came yeah. up out of nowhere with yeah. all that he's stuff. He's probably last year. their biggest guy. Yeah, I'm thinking like, like, what the hell is this true? Like stuff that he's wearing. Yeah, I've never heard of him. So what? What's this nerd and what is yeah. he wearing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what other like who? Who? What other names can you give us? Like who else is involved with Perfect Skating? Just I guess on um, an individual. So Sean level. was involved with Nashville for a couple of years previously. Oh, yeah. So he's got some connections with uh, Roman Yossi, nice Victor Arvidsson, Ryan Joe. Uh, some pretty Mike good names Fisher. there. Mike Fisher, he was Ooh, our first first boy. ever perfect skating athlete. No way. When wow. he was in Ottawa. Oh, so. See, how could yeah. you hate this company? Yeah. If, if Mike Fisher's involved, I want a part of it. Mike, so you kind of know Carrie Underwood. Uh, Underwood. Mike Underwood. So what's yeah. Carrie Underwood like? What's, <laughs> I wish what's I could Carrie tell Underwood you like? <laughs> when I'm Having meter. some beers with Carrie. <laughs> well, that's uh, that, that's good. So, yeah, involved with Nashville. And then yep. you were saying, like, Joe Valeno's involved, I guess. Yeah, Joe Valeno is part of our Montreal franchise. He skates nice. with uh, Nathaniel Marks out of Montreal there. So it's uh, pretty cool. Looking forward to seeing him play tonight. Yeah. Hopefully he does well. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, like, I, I get nervous for the first game for some reason, and the first <laughs> game's always against Denmark. Yeah. Um, France, one year. One year it was France, so back back in the day. Kazakhstan's in there now. Yeah, Kazakhstan <laughs> made it back this year, and oh, oh, fuck it, I have a really good story about Kazakhstan for, for I'll tell you in a minute. But uh, I remember they used to play on Canada Day, Do you got, or sorry, not Canada Day, Christmas Day. Do you guys remember that? The tournament used to start on Christmas Day. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Okay. And so I remember waking up one year, you open your presents, and then the game starts at like yeah. noon on Christmas Day that year. And they played France. And uh, I remember asking my papa at the time, I'm like, well, you know, like maybe maybe France has got like some good young players. Like I was young at the time. Like yeah. maybe they're going to be good. And he's like, yeah, maybe. And Canada won. I literally think it was like 15 <laughs> to 1. Cristobal Huey or something was in net too. So, like, if Cristobal Huey got lit up for 15 goals, how fucking bad was that team? Yeah. yeah. You know? Wow. Yeah. 
But you're, you're uh, an optimist. Yeah, you know, I was kind of hoping France would be like I didn't know much about hockey. Hey, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm, a, a, I'm a big Denmark guy. So <laughs> yeah, you're hoping for big hey, results tonight. Eh? Win or lose, they're going to be happy. They're so. coming along. They're yeah, you're hoping for big results from yeah. Denmark. So that should be good. Yeah, good. Um, you know, it's, it's nice to see a little consistency in terms of their like you know, it seemed like every year they'd, they'd come up and they get relegated, and then they come back and they get relegated. Oh, I think it's three or four years now they've been up. So I'm sad Latvia is not in the tournament this year. Yeah, because Latvia provided. One of my favorite hockey memories in, in when I was in Ottawa, walking around the Ottawa Civic Center watching Latvia versus Sweden, the first time I'd seen a non-Canada game in that tournament, and it is all fucking Latvians. <laughs> like, there was, like, probably, like, well, it wasn't all, but there was, like, probably 300 or 400 people from Latvia that made the trip. Yeah. There's one guy walking around, huge beard, no shirt, he's got a drum, and he's just walking around, and it was, like, an eight or ten man drum team, and this guy was, like, leading the pack, huge beard and everything. So everyone was cheering for Latvia the whole tournament because, like, this guy's awesome. But the best team uh, to watch was Kazakhstan because Canada won 16-1 to against Kazakhstan. And all I remember was a 5'5 kid knocking 6'8 Tyler Myers on his ass. And it was one of the funny... The whole crowd just erupted. Yeah. Because they're like, good for that guy. Yeah, good, <laughs> yeah, good for him. Yeah. That's well. Who's, uh, who's the best skater in the NHL? Who's got the best edge work? Let's go. Edge work? Yep. Uh, Just overall, I mean, you yeah. You can't argue with, like, a Mitch Marner. Oh, that's what uh, I like to hear. I gotta be a Give little biased money. and say McKinnon. Yeah. And then, obviously, McKinnon. McKinnon is outrageous. Oh, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. What about, because um, James, there's one player that James and I kind of try to, like, is Kapanen as fast as people give him credit so for? So fast. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. You like Kapanen? Efficient. Oh, yeah. It's good. Of course. <laughs> how, how awesome is that kid? He's growing on me. He grows on me every night. Like, yeah. I, like I, can't, I can't remember watching a guy that fast. Like, yeah. McDavid's fast, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. he's got... he's it's got that, different, different... He's got that speed where he gets the puck, and then he doesn't lose any speed. Yeah. Like, most guys lose speed when they pick up the puck, yeah. but he just, if anything, gets faster. I think the, the reason why Kaplan gets more, or less credit, rather, is because I think it's just more north-south with him. Yeah. Rather, yeah. McDavid's just all around. Like yeah. He can oh, just I kind can of move anyway. Yeah. Right? His <laughs> lateral shifting is so good. His hands move just as fast as his right. feet. Yeah. So that's yeah. what makes him so fast. Yeah, I don't, but... I don't think Kapanen has that. No, he's just raw speed. Raw speed. Yeah. He's long, strong, yeah. efficient. Huh. Yeah, unreal. Play up and down the lineup. Glad to have him. Hope he gets paid and we keep him. Um, The Leafs. Yes, the Leafs. What do you think? What do you think? Oh, well, I haven't. Uh, I probably watched every game this year so far, so it's been good. It's I'm not bad, it. eh? Yeah, there's not much to finally, complain about. Finally, yeah, it's. Uh, We've taken a lot of abuse. Think about how now the complaints are. Oh man, I wish Babcock wouldn't line oh. match so much on on the road. <laughs> how are we gonna afford these guys <laughs> next year? Like, I mean, oh my god! Can okay, we just watch the games, maybe. Yeah. So let's get into that. Yeah. Like, what did you think of the Nylander deal? Oh, it's a good deal. I mean, nobody won, nobody lost. I think both both parties came down in what they were at. Or, well, one party came up, one party came down, but uh, they kind of met in the middle, and I'm just glad to, to put all that behind us. Is, is it worth home. it? Do you, well, do you see a $6.9 million guy? Two so far, but I mean, I'd like to think so. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's tough, though. Like The one thing that kind of pisses me off is like Twitter. Twitter is continuously building this case against William Nylander now. Yeah. And it's like, people are starting to get like, oh, like, what was this weight all for and stuff yeah. like that. In in what world did it make sense to people out there 
to look at this situation and be like, he's signed, he's coming back. We're going to put him in the lineup immediately, yeah. and he's just he's ready to go. Yeah. Of course not. He's he doesn't not look anything to fucking close to what he used no. to look like. No. Like, uh, how, how is he so, going to look that close 12 days into it? Yeah. So it should, takes time. Should yeah. then the approach not have been maybe to send him to, like, the Marlies for a conditioning stint? 100% he shouldn't have played right away. Right. I wouldn't have played him. him down there, that's yeah. just me. But Yeah. I think maybe, like, I don't know, like... Twitter's ridiculous. Like, like that's there's it's you're gonna have your crazies, you're gonna have your sane yeah. people. It's it's opposite ends of the spectrum. But I feel like he should have had some sort of conditioning stint. Send him to the Marlies. There's no harm. The team was they were still in second place at the time. Yeah, they're still in second place now. Yeah. It's not like he's made a world of difference by playing. No, I mean he he probably won them a game, but maybe that was one game. Right? He, he lost hasn't really game. done so, much else. You so. know, like it's have a toss up. I think. Yeah, and, I guess. Mm-hmm. You said, like, the Marlies are a fantastic organization. Like, yeah. They, they know what they're doing down there. Yeah. You know. Um, Send them down, get some confidence. And plays then... a few games, doesn't hurt the Leafs, but it yeah. helps him. Maybe he gets more playing time down there because oh, it's in a top six role as opposed to playing on the third line some nights. And But, again, I I think, obviously, at the end of the day, he's, he's worth the money they gave him. But I, I get the argument where people are saying, like, they don't think he's going to turn out. But the people that, that look at his numbers... That I've already like he's already produced the last two seasons, and, and people say like oh, he's not worth that. Well, no, because the idea is that he's going gonna to keep getting better. Yeah. So as long as you're on board with that train of thought, then obviously he's worth that kind of money down yeah. the road. But by the year you know four or five, you're laughing. Mm-hmm. You're, you're absolutely laughing. For sure. What do you make For of sure. the uh, like? Do you do you think this is a sketchy time to panic, and this is the year, and this oh. is the only chance, or what do you think? Oh, no, I don't know about that. I, I think they've got a good management group, and, and just let them, let them do what they do. I mean, I've got all the faith in the world with Dubis and Shani and those guys, so uh, I'm just going to be a fan and, and hope everything works out. Did you get to meet uh, Kyle Dubis yet? No, I have not. So I, I think I, we've decided that since Phrase was on, yeah. that every guest we're going to have on, we're going to start asking, have you had the chance to meet Kyle Dubas yet? <laughs> we're going to see how many. We're, at, we're one for, what, yeah. what is he, four now? Yeah, I guess so. You're one yeah. for, we're one for four. Yeah. I don't think it's going to get any better than Reggie. that either. Reggie was on. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Well, we got uh, we got a good guest next week. Okay. So. All right. Who's Diz. Oh, okay, maybe this. He's been he's been a suitcase. You never know. He's yeah. been everywhere. Yeah, well, he's on the train every day. Yeah, and maybe Dubis is a man of the people. So, is it tough being a Leaf fan uh, living in Ottawa? Yeah, there's more than you than you would think. Yeah, though. yeah, there's there's a lot. Um, I mean, Ottawa fans don't have too much to uh, no, they're, they're, <laughs> to they're, celebrate right they're now. They're kind of in their closets right now. Yeah, right? yeah. What is the this is the second person I've got to ask this on the podcast too. What is like the feeling in Ottawa right now about the Senators? Because you're there every day. Yeah. You, I mean, you work in hockey. Yeah. So I see the you get to talk about hockey. I'm sure on a pretty regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. What is uh, what's everyone's thoughts on uh, the old Senators? I mean, not good. I know I, you guys have probably seen the billboards and stuff, uh, trying to get Melnick out of there and. <laughs> Suing guys for a billion dollars because he, he wants to what own the rink and whatnot. It, I don't even it think is we, a mess. Yeah. It's I don't sad. even think we ever talked about it's that. Sad. It, it is sad. It's, sad. it's um, because there's a lot of people that love that team and yeah. there's a lot of good reason to love that team. Yeah. It's been a good hockey market for a long time. For sure. They've had a lot of good teams. Um, you know, I know a lot of Senators fans and it's uh, it, it's tough. But, like, do you, 
do you see, like, do you talk to people who have hope? Is there hope? <laughs> is there any hope in that city right now? Not from what you would read in the papers and stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I have hope. But it's it's still a great hockey city, and, and the fans love their team. But I think it's more more the management side that they don't like. And yeah. uh, obviously the location of the rink is kind of uh, hurting the attendance and and whatnot. But, yeah. Where would you put um, it? Well, I think where they're trying to get it in the LeBreton Flats there would be a great spot, right, right in the right in yeah. the heart of everything. Oh, hundred percent. And uh, or right where the Civic is would be an even better spot, yeah. probably. But yeah. there's not enough room there. But uh, no, it's yeah. almost a shame that you couldn't. Like it, it, it's a shame that there's so much use for the Civic. Yeah. Because, I mean, you could make a case for. You could blowing yeah. that thing to the ground. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been there in ten years, and yeah. it wasn't in the best shape when yeah. I was there. Well, now they've but, got the football stadium there, and true. that's that's a pretty cool facility in itself. So, yeah, you get out to a lot of those games, the Red Blacks. And not this year, but uh, I have in the past. Yeah, it's a yeah. lot of fun, good atmosphere. Uh, <coughs> it's a big party. It's a great time. One uh, former guest on the podcast, Cody Fraser. Yes, used to make fun of me for going to CFL games. Right, I heard that one. Yeah, but yeah. I, yeah. Fuck phrase. I have a good time. Oh, yeah, right. fuck them. Yeah. That's what I like to there say. There you go. Oh, yep. Our counselor. <laughs> not, it's not my counselor. No. That's for sure. No, it's a lot of fun. Football games are great. I mean, uh, I don't go there and, and watch too much of the football. I go and walk around and people watch and yeah. uh, have a couple beers. Yeah, it's 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 enjoy, a good atmosphere, eh? Atmosphere. Right? Like, yeah. In the summertime, I, it's nice out and right. it's good. It's fun. Do you the, think you'd be better at fantasy football for the CFL or for the NFL? Oh, oh. my God. Oh. Are we going to talk about Are we going to talk about no, this guy's fucking fantasy this. football team? All right. No, we got to talk about it. <laughs> uh, so for those of you who don't know, uh, Jordy is in a fantasy football league with myself. Yeah. And... Uh, Former guest on the podcast, Cody Fraser, yes. is also in the league. And future guest, uh, Colin DeJack. Yeah. You finished the best out of the four of us. I did. I thought this was my year. Did you Did you finish first? I did. So you were, what, 10 and 3? Yep, something like that. Oh, yeah. my God. I had a good year. And then uh, I got hit with a couple injuries. Got lucky, made it out of the semis, finally. And then uh, <laughs> Cousin Joe comes along with Mahomes and... Well, I guess, Cousin Joe. Cousin Joe. see, the good news for my team this year is at least it was the first year I didn't lose in the finals. Yeah. So I didn't make it to the finals. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's the best way to break that streak. Yeah. Well, There's no better way to break that. Yeah, I did. I don't remember <laughs> who I lost to. Just checking. I was fourth or third. I did. I had a good season. Oh, yeah, what are you talking about? Season. I was right on your ass. Yeah. I, th- I, I legitimately thought I was going to win the league. I'm not going to yeah? lie. Yeah. I, no. I had no doubt. No doubt even. I'm like, yeah, 100% I'm going to win. I was so confident. <laughs> I lost. Yeah. Oh well. What are you gonna do? Thanks for. What are you gonna do? Thanks for six points, girly. Who's who's winning the World Juniors this year? Who you got? Well, I'm biased again, but uh, I like Canada. I mean, the Americans are gonna be unreal. Yeah. I love watching the Hughes brothers. They're phenomenal yeah. skaters. And um, that's all you watch now. When you watch hockey games, oh fuck, that yeah. guy's not using yeah, the you right quad hockey. muscles right there. That's, that's brutal. <laughs> you watch hockey in a different way yeah. now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I think they have, like, close to 10 first-rounders from the past couple drafts, and it's, it's going to be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So you're thinking Canada is what yeah, you're Yeah, I mean, say. Canada, you can't bet against You, gotta, you just got to be a homer. States will be good. Who, I, like, I like whoever comes out of that, those two there. 
the yeah. Americans and yeah. you know, the Canadians. I mean, Swedes will always be good. Russia's going to be good, but North American ice and being in Vancouver, Victoria, be good. Nice. Nice. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Is there anywhere that uh, people could uh, get a hold of you, potentially, for bookings or anything like that? Yeah, if they we've live got in the everything area? on our website, perfectskating.ca. Tons more info than uh, what I've just said. <laughs> um, but if you want any inquiries, you'd, I would just go through the website. There we go. Yeah. Jordi Armiento. Thanks, guys. Thanks for sitting down. No problem. My right pleasure. On. Our thanks... To Jordi Armiento for sitting down with us this week. Um, that guy sounds weird, doesn't he? Fucking. <laughs> Jordi does not like the sound of his voice. Oh, who who on, does? Really? Uh, who does? Uh, yeah. True. I don't know anyone that does. I guess, I guess James. I don't know. You're not you're not great at comforting people. You know that. I'm not here to comfort people. If you want comfort, <laughs> yeah. go buy a pillow. I don't know what to tell you. You like making people nice and uncomfortable. Yeah, sure. More so. I'm I'm honest, I'm up front, I'll hit you with the facts. Sure. Yeah. Okay, well, the fact man. Okay. Fact. Donald Trump is the President of the United States. That's not comfortable. That's just a fact. Fact. Bears eat beets. <laughs> Bears. Beets. Battlestar Galactica. For every two guys, there's like... One woman, and that's just supposed to be susceptible, <laughs> Seth? supposed to be susceptible? This is origami. Spanish that's for Spanish for goose. <laughs> what? Alright, so it's the World Junior Preview episode. <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get our shit together here. Um, so what we were hoping to do was kind of dissect each pool and, and sort of get into them in a little bit of a deeper dive. I think what we'll do, James... Is we'll start with Pool B, oh. and then we'll go to Pool A because you know Reverse we want to talk about we want to talk about Canada, so we may as well save it save it for last year. So I just got to figure out who's in Pool B because uh, I, Team I Finland can't remember. actually would yeah, be first uh, alphabetically uh, well, in I, Team B. I know. Okay. Well, all right. All right. Well, we'll start with Team Finland. Uh, the Finns. What do you got? Well, the Finns. The Finns. <clears throat> you you uh, you never count the Finns out. Uh, they have proven year after year that you know they are. Scrappy, uh, they like to play the underdog role for whatever reason. Even when they've when, like been World Junior Champions, like the year they had Captain in there, uh, Line A, Puyarvi, they they've really uh, advanced their uh, hockey program in Finland. Um, they've got a great men's league over there, uh, the uh, SM Liga, and a lot of guys get a chance there to play with men. Um, some say that's uh, a better opportunity than you know the Canadians that you know only play against other teenagers here in the uh, <laughs> CHL. But uh, for whatever reason, you know the Finns—they're always hanging around. I never count them out. Uh, this year, they're led by a couple of um, a couple forwards up front, a couple centermen from the uh, same team in the uh, men's league in in, in Finland, uh, Alexei Heponiemi and Rasmus Kapari, uh, both about a point per game there in the men's league uh that's a one-two punch and center that's that's pretty deadly uh for me i think that the weakest points this year for the Finns, surprisingly enough might be their goaltending uh i'm not sure what you think really yeah i we have to clarify something is that keep in mind the game tape on most of these guys the, the like the actual time we've spent watching a lot of these guys it's pretty limited it's it's limited but 
from what I've seen, what I've read, what I know about Uka Pekka Lukonen, I, I do think we're looking at one of the best goalies in the tournament here. Um, he looked really good in the pre-tournament game, I thought. I thought he played really, really well. Uh, he's a big guy. He's he's having a very, very good season for the Sudbury Wolves at the OHL. He's a second-round pick of the Buffalo Sabres in 2017. I think uh, I think I think he's a really good player. Uh, so I, th- I think they got solid goaltending. They've got some really good defense. Henry Yokiharu of the Chicago Blackhawks made the final roster. Uh, Erho Vakanainen, that's a name. It's gonna be a lot of names um, of the Boston Bruins property. He's playing for the Providence Bruins right now. Uh, he's also on the roster. Uh, like they have two higher end defensive talents here. Uh, as you mentioned up front, they got Hepaniemi. They have Capo Caco, who is slated to go possibly second overall in the 2019 draft behind Jack Hughes. Uh, plays for TPS Finland. He is really, really good. Like he is going to be one of those players who's going to get lost behind a generational talent going first overall. Because everything I've watched from Caco so far, the pre-tournament games. Um, everything I everything I hear, he, he's going to be a fantastic player. Uh, but the one fish I think we're kind of not mentioning so far is is Ellie Tolvanen. Tol Tol, yeah, you know, Ellie Tolvanen of the Nashville Predators, currently of the Milwaukee Admirals, thirtieth uh, overall pick in twenty seventeen of the Nashville Predators. He's having a pretty decent season in the American Hockey League. This is his third World Junior Championship. Uh, he got six points in five games in 2018, and he had six points in six games in 2017. Uh, he's a veteran of the tournament. He's a high-end prospect. He's an elite player. Uh, look, uh, I, w- I was kind of hoping we were going to get to Finland later in the Pool B discussion. I really think Finland is probably going to be the team that comes out of this pool. I think now, U.S. looks fantastic. I, I like Finland's depth. I like the fact that a lot of them have been to the World Junior Championship together before. This is not the first rodeo for a lot of these guys. So I, I like the fact they've been playing together for a very, very long time. I think that's going to do them a lot of favors. They know their system. They know each other. I, I think Finland's going to be very, very good in this tournament. You mentioned Vakaninen. You're who Vakaninen for the Bruins there. No doubt there's skill there with the guy. Okay? But... Are you not a little worried about the fact that he's only played eight games since April? That That's a big red flag. Not really. Me. No? Not when you're better than most of the players on the ice as it is. Now, you could make the same argument about William Muellander. William Muellander is most nights better than most but guys But he's playing on the, the National Hockey League. This guy's about to play in a junior tournament against fucking but players that he's way better, better than But if you're better than 90% of the guys in the league like Muellander is anyway, then what's the that's, what's the difference? Like. You know, you gotta play games. You gotta be in shape. You gotta be conditioned. It's like, but if you're, I'm saying he is, to quote Pierce from Community, I'm saying he's streets ahead. Then streets ahead. Maybe. No, of most of these other players, yeah, he's one know. of the best defensemen in the tournament for sure. I think he could be, but I, I think he hasn't gotten into enough. Uh, in in terms like of, um, terms of going into this season, say injuries aside, he's probably one of the top 10 guys that's currently in the tournament on defense again possibly five yeah from day one maybe yeah. i'm just saying i'd rather have a guy that's played 30 games this year well we're talking about junior hockey though i don't think it's the end of the world it's not junior hockey if he's playing for the bruins it's, it's not junior, junior hockey. hockey he's playing a junior hockey tournament this is a world junior tournament. Well, yeah world junior 
Okay. A guy's been sitting on his ass for three months. That's, All right. I, I worry. All right. Well, fuck. We got nine more teams to go. This yeah, is going to get fair. snippy. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, but what do you think of Finland in general, though? Like, uh, back if, on, back on the side. Lukonen aside, I guess you don't really like Well, no, no. Uh, don't get me wrong. Like, Lukonen's, like, numbers are looking great. Like, I just feel like it's a lot of pressure to put on one guy to, like, carry that team. Rask did it for the for the Finns back in, you know, five, and they didn't win gold then. So... If, if Like, he's a good goalie, don't get me wrong. Like, he's going to have a great career. I just don't know if there's enough in him to get this team to where they have to go this tournament. And the backup goalie, same problem that I just talked about. That guy's only played five games, Lindberg. He's only played in five games this season. As a goalie, you can't sit on the bench night after night after night. You see it all the time with NHL backups. You see it all the time with junior backups, never mind. Goalies, they have to get into rhythm. They have to have that consistency. They have to have some sort of familiarity with the game. Otherwise, like, practice is nice. It's not a game situation. I'm sorry. So if if uh, if Lukanen you know, falters to any degree, I think the Finns are treading some deep, deep water. Okay. I think um, I think they have some of the best depth in the tournament. And I, I think that if one thing drops off, they have enough to make up for it all around as a team. And I hope I like that's the not really something like that's that's something you could say about Russia, but there's a bigger question mark there. It's something you you definitely say about U.S., but there's some question marks there, and we'll get to that in a bit. Um, like I don't know, I, I I feel good about Finland. Maybe it's just a hunch. I could don't be. know. Maybe that's what yeah. I'm getting at. But um, regardless, I, I, I so Finland. What you're looking at here, though, the one thing we can't agree is there's going to be a lot of speed. There's going to be a lot of depth. Um, they should be able to play some pretty good defensive hockey, and there might be good goaltending. Yep. So, the Finns, we agree. Do you think they're a top four team? They're a final four team. They're a final yeah. four team. Okay. I don't know if they're a top four okay. team. They're make the final four, though. Yeah, no, oh yeah, that's what I mean. So, yeah. final four. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, next on the list, we'll go, let's go to Sweden. Sweden. Let's do Sweden. Uh, what are we looking at here, Jimbo? They're... Top 4D is really fucking good. Took and, a hit. And this is, this is all without who would have been their number one defenseman. Timothy Lilligren will not play in the tournament. Um, but you got Nils Lundqvist, uh, a first-round pick of the New York Rangers in 2018. You've got Eric Brandstrom, a first-round pick of the Vegas Golden Knights in 2017. You've got Adam Boakvist, a 8th overall selection of the Chicago Blackhawks in 2018. And you've got the legend, the myth, the man himself. Uh, the 29th overall pick of the Toronto Maple Leafs in 2018, Rasmus Sandin of the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds of the OHL. Well, now he's playing for the, the Marlies. But um, four solid, solid defensemen right there. They're young. Uh, you, you only got two guys that are 19 on that decor, and in the World Juniors, from what I've watched, you have to rely on your 19-year-olds. Most years, the Finns are sending five or six defensemen back there that are, you know, aged out. And you look at Canada, they've only got four 19-year-olds, and that's, that's, a, that's a low number for Team Canada. And uh, they've already announced, like, those guys are going to eat a lot of minutes this tournament. So, you know what? The skill is there. I'm thinking maybe 2020 is their year, uh, more so than this year. Eh, and I, I will know. go this far as to say that I feel... I, I will make this prediction right now, that Sweden 
uh, and their 11-year undefeated streak uh, in the round robin ends this year. I think they're losing to the U.S. in the round robin. Well, <laughs> there's um, there are more question marks about Sweden than there is most years. Most, like, last year we went in and, you know, you looked at them and it's still unbelievable to think that Canada beat that fucking team. Like, I, I don't know how the hell Canada ended up winning the gold medal last year. But, you know, that aside, you take a look at Sweden, you take a look at what they've got. The one thing is pretty clear is that, you know, their D is going to force a lot of turnovers, and once they force those turnovers, it's going to be hard to get the puck back from them because their D is going to be able to control the puck uh, better than most teams in the tournament, probably better than any. Um, so that's something you have to watch out for. Puck possession is going to be the big thing against the Swedes. If you can limit the amount of time, limit what they can do with the puck, then I think you're okay. Yeah, I don't know. Like, they will go as far as their forwards allow them to go because the forward group this year is a little underwhelming as far as I'm concerned. They've got a lot of veteran guys. Some guys have had, you know, two, three World Junior tournaments. Hopefully that helps them. The defense I'm not worried about as much as I am the forwards. And the defense I don't, you know, like like I said, like they, they don't have a lot, of, a lot of age back there. Um, I will say this much. Uh, their goaltending... Uh, right on par with where they've been for a long time. The goaltending looks really sturdy. I have no concerns about anything in the net. I think the Swedes will be a tough team to yeah, score you never, on. You never really have to worry about the goaltending too much. No. The only the only knock against Unless them is that... Jonas and Roth. Yeah. The only knock against this, the three goalies that they have is that none of them have played um, in a competitive senior league like you know most of the other teams. Yeah. Like, you know, the Finns have their, their men's league where... Uh, they have the guys playing. Uh, the OHL is probably a little bit better than you know the Swedish Junior League, which is where all three of these guys played. So, uh, in terms of in the the competition these guys have been playing against this year, it's not on par with maybe uh, you know your Canada's and your US's and your and your Finlands, but their numbers are you know just phenomenal. So, okay. hopefully they have no problems. So, your prediction: Sweden Final Four team. Yes. Really. Oh, I thought you were getting at a no. No. Huh. I'm going to say no. Okay. I don't think they do it. But I'd like to see it. I like Sweden. Well, now we're going to take a, a little trip onto the forgotten hockey nation. The one. The only. The home of Nick Antropov. My wife. Home of Borat Sugdiev. He get the window from a glass, I get the window from a glass. Uh, we are going to Kazakhstan. Uh, here's what you need to know about Kazakhstan. They made the tournament. That's about it. They got one KHL player. That's that's cool. Ooh. That's kind of cool. Yeah. They got a guy who's 5'5". Five, five. Yep. They have five 17-year-olds. Um, they're a large exporter of potassium. They drink a lot of vodka. Kazakhstan. It's Kaza- not a, Kazakhstan. Not a big country. <coughs> uh, That's the fourth cough of the episode for those keeping track Kazakhstan. at home. Kazakhstan. Uh, oh, they drive on the right in Kazakhstan. Oh, they'll, they'll be right at home. Yeah. Uh, your prediction is... <laughs> is <laughs> fuck. Kazakhstan scores... <laughs> 
is Kazakhstan a Final Four team? Uh, my prediction for Kazakhstan in the tournament, um, they will score less goals than games they play. That's a fair prediction, actually. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. standard, I think. Good for them. Yeah. All right, uh, the Americans were taking a trip to the home of James Dean and Ronald McDonald. Um, sure. So, uh, what do you think of the Americans? Um, I don't like saying this, but I like them. Um, yeah, that's a scary roster. Yeah. Um, you scroll down the roster, and it's like you just keep running into names you've heard a lot about. And, uh, I mean, to give you guys a little bit of a glimpse, if you if you haven't really looked into their roster, uh, in terms of their goaltenders, you got Spencer Knight, Caden Primo, and uh, and Kyle Kaiser. Caden Primo, the son of Keith Primo, which is why the name sounds familiar. Um, up front, you got names like Montreal Canadian draft pick Ryan Paling. You've got son of John Madden, former NHLer John Madden, not former NFLer John Madden. Tyler Madden is on the team. Sasha Chimilevsky. Jack Hughes, the potential first overall pick in next year's draft. Josh Norris, who was uh, may sound familiar, he is property of the Ottawa Senators. He went to the Sens in the Eric Carlson trade. You got Oliver Wallstrom of the New York Islanders. You got Jack Drury of the Carolina Hurricanes. It's a good team. Yeah. Their D isn't bad either. D isn't bad. Keandre uh, Miller yeah. of the Rangers. Yeah, the Hughes. You've got uh, ja- yeah, Quinn Hughes of the Vancouver Canucks, who's going to be a very, very good player. Dylan Sandberg of the Winnipeg Jets. It's look, they got they got a lot of a lot of opportunity here. Their D, the one knock I have against them, they're big. There's some big boys back there. They are not the fastest moving guys. No puck puck movers. They're going to struggle for Mikey Anderson's pretty good for that, but uh, Minnesota, he's uh, of the Minnesota. Minnesota Duluth, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'll, I'll go this far. I'll make a prediction right now uh, on the podcast. Um, Jack Hughes is going to win World Junior Gold next year. He's not winning it this year. You're telling me that in Alexi Lafreniere's 18 year old season, Jack Hughes is going to win? Yeah, because Jack Hughes will be 18. Unless Jack Hughes is in the NHL. I mean, that, that is an option, I guess, next next year. So You would think You'd hope. he'll be in the league. Yeah. But he's not winning it this year. Okay. Yeah. You don't have any you don't have anything to say about the about the states? Uh, the the goaltending's great. The forwards are deep enough. I think they lose this to to Sweden. I I, I, I wouldn't say the forwards necessarily are just deep enough. I, I would say the forwards are are considerably better than any other team in the in the tournament um you know i i think they have top end talent that some other teams have i think they have the depth to go along with it i mean if you have a prospect like sasha chimilevsky playing on your fourth line like that that's really good so to me i i don't know i i think it's all there uh i, I think the states are going to do really really well yeah, I don't know. I, I see them falling for some reason in the quarters. So The States always make me nervous because we've seen teams like this, though, before. Where it's the States are coming, the States are coming, and the States show up and they don't show up. Yeah. You know. Caden Primo's been okay in the NCAA. Like, he hasn't... His numbers are average, but he hasn't played a lot of games either. Yeah. Um, you're not going to see Spencer Knight this tournament. I don't, I don't care 
like someone's gonna have to go down with a couple injuries before we see Spencer Knight, who statistically is the best goalie on the roster. He's 17 years old. I'm sorry, he's he's not getting into this tournament. And Kyle Kaiser in the OHL, yeah, yeah, I I think he's okay, but I I think he also gets you know, you know, eaten up a little bit by these guys that, um, like the the Finns and the Swedens. I, th- I think those teams really pick apart a guy like Kaiser. So the goaltending for the U.S. Uh, lives and dies with Primo, who, again, I don't know if it's all there. So, If the team's good enough in front of the goaltender, I don't think it matters too much in this tournament. Um, I mean, I, I was at the tournament, and I saw firsthand a, a team win gold with fucking Dustin Tokarski and Chet Pickard in that. Yeah. And if this U.S. team is as good as you, th- as not as you personally, but people think they're going to be, eh, I don't know how much goaltending really matters, but... What I will say is it's it's not like they have a Carey Price or a Carter Hart or a, I guess at the time Jack Campbell in net. You know yeah. they, they they're not riding they a high end a, prospect back there. They don't have a Cam Fowler on defense either. Like they don't really not have anyone really, that not really. is going to get Quinn, the, Quinn Hughes. But he's okay. Other than that, yeah, Quinn Hughes is pretty good. But he Quinn can't, Hughes he, is very good. He can't play forty minutes a night. So well, maybe when he's out there, the, you know, never say never in this time of year, James. I, I will not. It's the World Junior Tournament. It's a magical time of year. Yeah. All right. Prediction time. Are the Americans a Final Four team? No. I'm going to say yes. Okay. And then we're going to take a trip. Our last stop of Pool B. All the way to the lovely country of Slovakia. I don't know who planned this route. This yeah. is not like a, uh, yeah. a very I... effective travel route. No. Uh, Slovakia, they have four NHL draft picks. They have Milos Roman of the Calgary Flames. They have Martin Pospisil of the Calgary Flames. They have Adam Ruzitska of the Calgary Flames. All three of them are forward. And they have Martin Fe... 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 Of the Washington Capitals. Um, some good players. It probably won't wake, make... It won't make up for their weaknesses that they have everywhere else. I don't know. I like Slovakia. Like they're they're one of those teams that like you, you don't like, hate Slovakia. Yeah. I don't want to bomb Slovakia or something. You like to watch them every year, but you kind of you kind of watch them knowing like if you're if you're rooting for like a Canada and they're playing Slovakia, it's like yeah, it's an easy win. But if Slovakia is playing like Finland, you're like yeah. Oh, I'm rooting here for we Slovakia. Go Slovakia. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Well, I want Slovakia to beat U.S. Oh, hands down. That'd be great. U.S. goes three and one in the round robin. They lose to Slovakia. Book it. All right. Yeah. Heard it here first. Yeah, I don't believe that. I don't know. I, 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 they'll be fine, but they I don't think they'll be a, a threat. <coughs> no upsets this year. They'll just be consistent. They'll be what they were last year, I think. And I think they're going to get destroyed, but it's not going to look as bad because they've got Kazakhstan in the division. Exactly. So. Yeah. Whatever they do this year won't be as bad as it could be, basically, is what okay. you're saying. Yeah. Is Slovakia... A final fourteen. Dog. <laughs> no. Are you fucking kidding me, dog. <laughs> sorry, All right. Sorry, uh, Slovak. That's uh, that's pool A for you, or pool B? That's pool B. So pool A. We'll do some pool A. There we go. Okay. Um. So, from pool B, which is a country, of course, we will take a trip on. Well, where were we? We were in Slovakia. Yeah. Let's take a very short trip to the Czech Republic. 
Oh, that's and easy. And we will take a look at the Czech Republic, formerly Czechoslovakia. Yeah. Slovakia is also formerly Czechoslovakia. Also, yeah. Yep. That's, that uh, is, that and is now true. they're two different nations. So what happened was in the 1980s... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so Czech Republic is the most interesting team in the tournament, I think. Because Czech Republic very likely has the best line in the tournament. Like, almost undoubtedly. Um, they have the best two lines in the tournament. <laughs> uh, they, they may have some pretty good lines, right? Yeah. But um, the depth may, may catch up with them. One thing I do want to note, and I'm a big fan of, their coach is former Ottawa Senator Vaclav Verata. Nice. Yep, like which is guy. pretty cool, yeah, so I like that. The, here, Here's what's going to happen with the Czech Republic. You've got Martin Nikash, who's a 12th overall pick of the Carolina Hurricanes 2017 you got Philip Zadina, 6th overall pick of the Detroit Red Wings in 2018. Uh, you got Martin Kaut, who is a 16th overall pick of the Colorado Avalanche in 2018. These three guys um, were, first off, great in last year's World Junior Championship. Great. Uh, and not a lot of people saw it coming from Nikash and Kaut quite as much as it came from Zadina. Like, everyone kind of knew Zadina was going to be good. Zadina could be the turn of an MVP when it's all said and done. I think he has a really, really good shot of doing that. The kid can shoot the puck. My thing with this team is I think that line can score at will, almost to the point that we see, like, the McKinnon line in the NHL, the Bruins line in the NHL. In this tournament, I think they could be that good. But what is going to come from the rest of the team is the thing. Uh, in terms of their defense, it's kind of thin. Um, you've got Jakob Galvish, who they're going to rely on a ton. He's going to play a ton of minutes. Um, he's a uh, Chicago Blackhawks draft pick. But like after that, you've you got a guy like Hugo Haas, who's a twenty eighteen or 2019 pick. He's 17 years old. He might be their number two defenseman. So they're going to rely on the other guys to need to step up, and I don't know if it's there. Um, I don't know. I think there's a lot of good. Poten- I think there's a lot of potential because of that line. I think Phil Kroll's got a good shot at being a real key piece of this Czech defense. Um, he's the quarterback for the power play unit. Um, he's not going to put up a ton of goals, but he's smart. Like the guy, the guy. He's he's a born power play. Kind of defenseman, you know. Like Team's he again? He's, uh, he's, a pick, he's a pick, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, the Leafs. Leafs oh yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's playing. I think for Barry in the OHL right yeah, now. Yeah, he is. Um, yeah, uh, he's 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 got a lot of Sergei Zubov in him. Mm-hmm. Um, in that regard, uh, that's what you like to hear. Yeah, that's what I like to hear. Well, I would love me some Sergei Zubov. Beyond that, I'm I'm not so worried about the depth. Um, I look at a couple guys like Jacob Lauko. And Matai Picard. Yeah, I like what Jakob Lauko could bring oh, to the yeah. team for sure. Lauko's He's gonna a be a big a body, goes straight center. to the net. Yeah, I, I yeah. think there's a lot there. Um, the one thing that kind of sketches me out. Now I get, you know, one year older, one year you know brighter in, in a lot of these senses. But uh, was their goaltender Jakob Skarik was not great last year. It was not. Um, granted, he was 18 years old. Now he's 19. He's having a great so, year. He's having a he's having a pretty good year, and I mean the team in front of him has gotten older, has gotten better. Yeah, and I mean like so, not this is supposed to be a, a, a preview episode, but 
Scared got the win today. You know, he he beat the Swiss, which you know, sure, some people want to just chalk it up to being the Swiss. The Swiss are nothing to like shake a stick at. Like as as much as like they don't feel confident against the Canadians in their own right, the Swiss are a good team. Like we'll get to them shortly, I'm sure. But uh, you know that that's a good sign for the, the Czechs to come in. Skarik has a good game. Um, allows only one goal, I believe, in that. And uh, if he keeps going, I I like the Czechs. I like the Czechs a lot. I do. I think the Czechs are. Um are a dark horse team in this tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Are the Czechs a Final Four team? Yes. I am also going yes. Beautiful. Yep. I love it. Nice. As a uh, as a person with Czechoslovakian uh, heritage, I would love to see my brethren in the Final Four. All right. Um, from Czech Republic, we are logically going to take a trip Across the pond to Denmark. I'm just... <laughs> I'm just... Uh, no, we're going to go to Denmark. They got two NHL draft picks. Mm. Olaf Ellers, the coach. Their goalie, Mad Sugard, is six foot seven. That's the notes I have on Denmark. That's fair. Um, you got anything? These guys are big. Is Olivier True still on Did, the team? Uh, I did not realize how big these guys were. They, they got like three guys that are six seven. Those are nuts. They're huge. What are they feeding the Danes over there? Danishes. <laughs> I guess that was. That was the a good one, answer. eh, buddy? Yeah. That was pretty good. Good for you. No one saw that coming at nope. home. No. Nope. Um, no, I don't like. Look, I've I've fallen in love with the Danes the last few tournaments. Tell you, Denmark, um, bud. Yeah. Um, it's a reference to a past episode. <laughs> for those playing, you got you got to love you got to love reoccurring jokes. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it's all there this year. I I think they might finish last in this in this pool. I have no doubts that they're going to beat Kazakhstan in the relegation round. And, they're going to finish last. Stick in around. This pool, yeah. They haven't finished last in a few years now. They're gonna. Okay. It all comes down to that. No, Swiss, I get it. I get. It what all comes saying. down to that Swiss game. It really is just a coin toss. Well, we're going to get to the Swiss. So I'm, I'm not too concerned about the Swiss this year. Rather, they got one loss already. Yeah. Uh, uh, what Danes, are they gonna do? Danes soon to follow. Yeah, but I'm they, sure. they they did it to, or they lost to potential gold medal winning Czech Republic. Oh, we'll fair. get to my uh, my final four predictions. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I like the Danes. I'm gonna be cheering for them the whole tournament, but I, I don't I don't think it's coming together. Is Denmark a final four team? No, unfortunately. I'm gonna go with no as well. We're really, Can't wait really, for the day that I can say yes. We're really, really drawing the borders here, aren't yeah. we? Yeah. Um, from Denmark, we're going to take a trip, get some Swiss chocolate. Uh, head on down to Switzerland. Head on down to Switzerland. The old the old song. Christian Wolwend is back, ladies and gentlemen. The Montreal Quebec native is back coaching the Swiss this year. He's got fire. He's got flame. What are you supposed to tell them? It's just the same. It's just the same. I don't know. They're gonna be better. You'd have to think they're they're gonna be better. They they they've got a lot of the same team back, which is one good thing. Um, what I do like, I do like some of their players. They they've got Nando Eggenberger, who is an undrafted nineteen year old, but he's having a pretty solid year right now in the OHL. 
big body physical presence. Uh, I think there's a lot there with him. They've got Valentin Nussbaumer, who uh, is going to be one of their top forwards. He's projected to be uh, a pretty significant uh, 2019 pick. Um, he's off to a slow start in the queue this year. So he could be a good player for them. Nico Gross is going to log a lot of minutes. Uh, 101st overall to the New York Rangers in the 2018 draft. I I think they have some pieces. They've got some guys who are returning. Um, same coach. Same system. I think it only, a year is only going to make them stronger. Um, it's nice to see David Abisher back in the tournament. Yeah. The uh, Swiss have a defenseman named David Abisher. It's <laughs> cute. It's good, eh, buddy? That's cute. You like that one? I do. What do you make of the Swiss? They're feisty. Um, feisty. I think they'd be motivated after last year, especially what happened in that... Uh, I mean, like, as much as we enjoyed the comments uh, from the head coach before the game against Canada, so I'm sure it didn't say? sit well with some of the guys. So... Some of those veterans, I think they're going to be pushing the young guys to, you know, have a better tournament, have a better outcome. They love, um, they love him, though. They probably love him, but come on. Like, I'd be pissed off if my coach said that about me. I don't know. But okay. I think they'll have a better tournament. I, I Again, I, I don't see them making it out of the quarters, unfortunately. So how much better is better, really, on paper? Okay. Like, if you have a better round robin, maybe you're... Yeah, um, they're, they're, the, the thing with the Swiss, and, and this is kind of always the case with them and and what leads me to my point about them and why I'm, I'm making a case that they are better is Switzerland is always well known to be that backseat scary team to steal a game away from a team that really doesn't need one stolen away right then yeah and they are a team that if Canada looks kind of like they did in the pre-tournament games like uh, Switzerland might not be a fun team to play Right. To be honest with you, I think Switzerland's got gotten better, and I think that they are back to being one of those just kind of pesky teams. Um, they're still not a high end team in this tournament, but I think they're better than they were last year. Is what I'm going to say. That's fair. Do you think Switzerland is a top four team? No. I am also going to go no. Oh, good. We will now go to the motherland, where they have bears and vodka and bears and snow and. Putin? Not Putin. Putin. Putin? Putin? Putin. To Russia. What do you, what do you make of Russia? Russia's, uh, Russia's tough. You know, they got that Iron Curtain thing that's, uh, blocking out a lot of, you know, the Western culture and, uh, you know, what? uh... <laughs> what fucking century <laughs> is this? What? You, someone, uh... hit, someone hit you on your, someone drop you on your head? <laughs> It's 1987. On my head? Yeah, what are they going to do? <laughs> drop you on someone else's head? How yeah. could they drop me onto my own head? They, I think they have the highest scoring defenseman coming into the tournament based on their uh, regular season totals. Uh, Alexander Alexiev, uh, 31 points in 30 games uh, in the W. He's going to be a stud. Oh, my God. He's going to be a great it's defenseman. I think. Aside from that, though, not a lot of firepower up front. Like, not a, not a ton of top-heavy scorers. Like... Ooh, uh, I I would tend to disagree there. Show sure. your work. Uh, Clem Costin, 
is a very high-end prospect. Uh, high-end prospect, sure. He's not putting up very many points, though. He's not scoring a ton. Uh, well, what, he's playing American Hockey League. He's getting just to the American uh, game right now. Excuses. He's a very talented scoring player. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, well, he had eight points in the last year's World Junior, and he's a year older now, so I think he'll be good. Uh, they got Vitaly Kravtsov, who's... Obviously, a pretty high-end prospect too. Yeah. A lot of people think pretty highly of him. Yeah, yes, he'll be good. Yeah, yeah goaltending be good. Defense not too bad. I, I, I'm a little worried. Ooh, about Vasily Podkolzin too. Yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's okay. So, 11, I don't, Eleven points. I don't in like the, the, I don't like the, the depth of the Russians. Like they, they got a couple good well, pieces at each position, which the, is nice. Here's but. the thing with the Russians: the Russians have a very, very good roster. The Russians always have a very, very good roster. And the Russians are not always a very, very good team. So whatever the hell Valerie Bragan can get this team doing, good for him. But let's, 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 the proof is in the pudding. Let's see some pudding. I like pudding. Am I right? Am I right? Uh, yeah. Their, their starting <laughs> goaltender, Pyotr Kochkov, um, good numbers in the Russian Junior League. <coughs> His, Give me some fucking brandy. His, t- his, uh, his time in the Russian Senior League, not not so good. Christmas Day was great because the brandy was just flowing. Just flowing. Real nice on the throat, I gotta kind of, say. What kind of brandy? I don't even know. French? Just, I don't know. Nana told me she brought some brandy, so. Nah, we had some brandies with Nana. I wish I could have some brandy with my Nana. I do not have a Nana. You can have brandy with my Nana. Ooh. We can go to my Nana's for some brandy. Nice. It's her birthday on today, I guess, when the episode oh. comes out. So. Well, happy birthday, Nana. Yeah, you can come for dinner with us. I will Have be some brandies at Mongo's Grill. I'm working tonight. I wonder if they have brandy at Mongo's. Um, Hard no. What do you think of the Russians? So, yeah, you were saying... Uh, they have a good... like they have PR... PR uh, fuck, how do you say this guy's name? Chokhet Kochekov. Yeah. Kochekov. Kochetkov. Kochkev? Kochetkov. Kochetkov. Hackstall? Hackstall. How do you say it? Yeah, so anyway, what do you think? Uh, I, I don't know. Like, he's he's the undisputed starter, um, and he's looked good, in the like I said, in, in, in the junior levels in Russia. Hasn't looked great when he's been called up. Hopefully, the fact that he's playing against other junior guys helps him out, but he's going to be facing some top-end NHL talent, so... I watched some of that old-fashioned uh, game tape on him, kind of like uh, Herb Brooks does with uh, Tretiak, and he he looks fantastic. Like he looks incredibly no, 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 no. athletic, but you know, can he put it together? Can the team in front of him put he it together? He got roughed up in that uh, Subway series too when, right. when the Russians came over. So hard to say, hard to say. Okay, so ultimately. It's we're basically what we're saying is it's hard to to say what to make of the Russians. Yeah. Are the Russians a Final Four team? No. Okay. Well, I think that's I think that's everyone. Did we yep. get through everyone. That's it. We're good. Top ten. Okay. See you later. Top ten. Good night. Big golf say. That's just in case I couldn't edit in the uh, the actual theme song. Da, 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 Same song for the Briar. Yeah, I don't think it is. No, it is. Jay and Dan pointed that out in one of their podcasts. Yeah, someone pointed it out to Bob McKenzie, and apparently they're different. 
Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because they sound similar, but... Interesting. Anyway, Team Canada. So maybe what we'll do is... Should we introduce the Canadian roster? If you'd like. I'd like. Then let's do it. Okay. I just gotta get it here. I have it right here in front of me if you'd like to. Well, if you want to read her off, you go ahead. Alright. What do we got here, buddy? Uh, Who, well, who's on the team? Uh, Who made it? The goaltending. Is uh, is Stefan Del Rovere, did he make it this I year? I don't think he's young enough damn. anymore. But Damn. Um, for the goaltenders, they have two this year. They've dropped the uh, three goaltending uh, uh, trio uh, play that they used to have back in the day. Uh, so we're stuck with uh, Michael DiPietro and Ian St- Scott. Stuck with. Yeah. Uh, stuck with those two guys. Uh, Di Pietro right now seems to be the starting goaltender. Uh, he's having a pretty good year in the OHL for the Ottawa 67s. He's got, uh, sorry, uh, well, he's, he's been traded to the Ottawa 67s. He's only played the one game. Uh, but all year long he was with Windsor. He's um, got a 9.20 save percentage in, in Windsor before coming over in the trade. Uh, looks like looks like it's his crease to lose. Um, unfortunately for him, the guy behind him, Ian Scott is having a monster season in the WHL. Um, there is maybe a case to be made that Scott statistically should have been the guy going in, but you know we're not the uh, we're not the coaches of Team Canada. So uh, Scott, he's out west playing for Prince Albert. Uh, this this guy's got a 9.43 save percentage in 26 WHL games. I think he's lost three games this year. Uh, his GAA is 1.6. So you can do with that what you wish. Uh, he allowed one goal in three games against the Russians in the Subway Super Series last summer. I might have gone with Scott, but to be fair, I haven't seen a lot of Deep Pietro. I'm sure either guy is going to be you know, fantastic for the Canadians back there. I'm not really worried about the goaltending. Uh, which is rare to say for Team Canada compared to most years. Hmm. On defense, uh, we've got uh, Evan Bouchard, Josh Brook, Noah Dobson, Jared McIsaac, Ian Mitchell, Marcus Phillips, and Ty Smith. So, one thing you may have noticed, Brutes, uh, none of those guys were on the team last year. No returning defensemen for Team Canada at the do you think that's a problem? You mean we didn't get Shabbat back? Uh, no. We didn't, get, Sh- we didn't get Shabbat back. I was hoping Sorry, Shabbat buddy. would play. Sorry, buddy. Um, yeah, it's not amazing, but, you know, Evan Bouchard's a good defenseman. Uh, yeah. I, I think what a lot of people are really going to see is I think Ty Smith's really going to impress in this tournament. Um, and, you know, I, I honestly would go as far to say as he could be the X factor on their team. If Ty Smith has a really, really good tournament, I think it's going to make a big difference. Because one thing that that he has and, and Dobson sort of has is um, the ability to kind of remain calm and just sort of play the game. And they don't really get too high or too low. I think in this tournament that's pretty uh, essential. So... Yeah, I, I I think it uh, I think well, it's a big deal. Tim Tim Hunter's already said that his top four are going to be the the nineteen year olds. So Ty Smith in a third pair role, 
he could be a game changer. I agree with you there. Like if, if you can get, if you can get a lot of uh, out of him yeah. playing on the third pair. Oh, and you're you're gonna you're have someone get banged up, or you're gonna sure. have someone play themselves sure. at ice time, right? And it happens every tournament. Yeah. So. All right. Who we got up front? Up front, we Tell got me the guys. We got Jared Anderson Let's Dolan. Meet the boys. Jared Anderson Dolan, who served as assistant captain. Dolan. Dolan, uh, sure, yeah, sure, that's, that's Steelers' choice, I suppose. <clears throat> uh, Shane Bowers, uh, uh, Maxime Comtois. Her captain. Uh, yes, true. Uh, the only returning Canadian member from last year's gold medal winning team. He's awesome. Uh, Mackenzie Entwistle uh, from the 1840s. Show me a birth certificate. <laughs> uh, Morgan Frost, Cody Glass, Barrett Hayton. The young man on the team, Alexis Laf- La- Lafreniere. Lafreniere. Laf- Lafreniere. 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 Brett Leeson. Jack Studnicka. Nick Suzuki. Owen Tippett. And Joey Valeno. Those are your forwards for Team Canada. Owen Tippett can shoot the puck, eh? Not bad. Holy And not man. just into the audience, either. Okay. Yeah. You hear about that? No. Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. I forgot that was yeah. Owen Tippett. Mm. Um, yeah, he can he can rifle the puck, man. So, listen, can, what Canada has every year that they have this year is they have depth. Um, what they have this year that they have every year is they have speed. I'm not really sure that they have a real exceptional talent on the team, which is kind of... Did they have one last year, though? Maybe maybe not. I feel like it was the same story last year. Like, Tommy Shabbat was probably the biggest name. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe Carter Hart. The funny thing but... going into the tournament is I thought one of their best players was Tyler Steenberg, and he barely played, so... Yeah, one goal. Yeah. Big goal. Big but... goal. Good goal. Yeah. It was in. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Canada, it's been a few years since we had the Conor McDavid show, and before that, you know, the... Stroms and uh, Druen and you know like it's we haven't really had that that one key offensive threat for a couple couple years now I feel it's just been in, you know one of those efforts by committee um, and I think the committee this year looks pretty solid I think you've got at least you know nine really good forwards that could be a top line player on this team that's not to say that the top line is overwhelming you don't have a top line that checks. You don't have a top line like, you know, say the U.S., but you got nine guys that could play that that top role. And if you, you know, if you're getting a bad game out of what you want to call your first line, yeah, you throw your second line out there, and you know maybe they're they're having a good night, and all of a sudden they're the they're the the line to watch, or maybe it's the third line, and now the third line, you know, they're the line to watch. And I think I think Canada really has that option this year with with nine really strong forwards. None of which are going to blow you away, but I think just little by little they'll, they'll eat at you, and uh, you're going to get overwhelmed. You're going to get, you know, your your second and third defensive pairings, especially the younger guys. I think they're going to get really, you know, tied down and, and and tired as the game goes on. And might be a year where we're looking at Canada having a lot of third period goals as opposed to you know consistent scoring all night long. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, that's how I feel. I, I alluded to the goaltending. I'm not worried there one bit. If either guy has, yeah, that's you know, one area I'm not concerned yeah. about. Even if, if even if one of them has a has a bad night, I feel like the other guy can step in and have a have a good <coughs> rebound. And the decor, 
I don't know. I, I think they're experienced enough. We mentioned that they don't have any guys coming back, but they're all old. They're all older guys. A lot of these guys have played for you know Canada. All of their defensemen are thirty-five plus. Exactly. This is this is the Dion Phaneuf show. Um, it's a double Dion. Yeah, it's round two. Yep. So uh, it's I don't know. It's Team Canada. Mm-hmm. You know, there's years where we've gone into it thinking this is a gold medal team, and they've almost come close to relegation. There's years we've gone into it thinking like, no, they're going to get slaughtered by so and so, and they come out winning gold. It's hard to judge. I think a lot of it's going to come down to the uh, mentality of the players on the bench, and uh, maybe even a little bit to do with the coaching, who I'm, I'm not sure I'm totally invested in. But Tim Hunter, yeah, why not? Ah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I think it's all there. He's, he's done okay in his junior career. Uh, just I don't know if he's right for this tournament. That's all. Just some guys don't work for this tournament. Some guys are great coaches. They just don't work for the uh, junior level. I don't know. I don't know if he doesn't work for the junior level, but he, he might not be right for the tournament. Yeah. Uh, he's done very well at junior level. Um, uh, if you're looking for Canada, they start... Well, they will have started by the time you hear this episode. Uh, Wednesday, December 26th, they play Denmark. Uh, December 27th, night later, they play Switzerland. So by the time you hear this, they will have played at least two games. December 29th, you got them in the Czech Republic. December 31st, they got the New Year's Eve showdown against Russia. And then after that, uh, it's anyone's guess. Is Canada a top four team? Yes. I will also go with yes. Nice. So, uh, yeah. that leaves that leaves me with the final four of Canada, the Czechs, Finland, and Sweden. Mm-hmm. And it leaves you with Canada, the Czechs, USA, and Sweden? USA and Finland. Oh, USA and Finland. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, who's taking home the bronze? I'm going to say Canada is going to play USA in the semis. Finland's going to play the Czechs. Okay. Finland's going to beat the Czechs. Hmm. Canada's going to beat USA. Hmm. Finland's going to beat Canada. Wow. Yeah. Canada's going to win silver. Okay. Finland's going to win gold. And the Czechs are going to win bronze. Wow. That's wild. Yeah, I, 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 have, I have the USA not winning a medal. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I don't know why. And maybe I just don't like them or mm. their president. Oh, That's right. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Bruce Taglia, um, ESPN. I've got Canada over Sweden. I've got the Czechs over Finland. I've got Finland winning the bronze. I've got Canada winning silver. And the Czechs taking gold. That's fucked. Yeah, sorry. That's fucked, but I'm sorry you feel that way. Well, that, that's good. That's good for my countrymen, I guess. <laughs> so, nothing wrong with that. Well, either way, it should be a pretty good World Junior Tournament, uh, regardless of what it will be. It, it's going to bring some great hockey games. It's going to bring a lot of unpredictability, and that's the one thing. Um, you know, there's a pretty good chance that uh, by the time you hear this episode, Finland will be 0-2, and my prediction will be moot. That's fair. But... Um, for now, this is what we think is going to happen. This is what we're sticking by. And so, I believe that is laced up for this week. Um, we wish you all a, uh, a happy World Junior Tournament. Yeah, enjoy yeah. enjoy, uh, enjoy the World Juniors. Follow us on Twitter, or Facebook, or Spotify, or Apple Music, or Clomper, or HitJab, mm. or Nitsa. It's a good app. Is it? Is it Czech? 
No. Huh. Would it be? I don't know. Nietzsche? It might be. Nietzsche. Right. Nietzsche. Could, Nietzsche. Could be. Nietzsche. Uh, it's a philosophy app is what it is. Ah. Um, yeah. If you have any questions that you want answered next week on Laced Up Hockey Podcast, because I've had a lot of people come up to me after an episode's come out and like, you know what you guys should do on the podcast? And then they'll like ask me a question that they want answered. Yeah, submit your questions to laced up podcast at yahoo.com. I'm not taking or, questions in my off or time. Or message us on Facebook or Twitter or fucking text us if you have our number. I don't care. But, you know, regardless, if you want your question brought up, should we you, give you our can't number just tell me. Should we, should no. we give our, oh, I'm we not. Give number? I'm not. You go right ahead head. if you want. No. But okay. That's I'm a bad good. idea, isn't it? Yeah. Well, could, be a, could be a bad idea. Yeah. I yeah, I don't want people contacting me. What if they think you have a sexy voice? You get some ladies. I'm sure there's plenty of people that already think that, James. Uh-huh. Yeah, we'll be back like normal next week. We will have a guest. Thank you to Jordi Armiento for joining us this week. That was uh, that was very kind of you. It was nice to sit down. And uh, yeah, I think uh, I think we're good. You got anything you want to plug? Not a thing. Not a thing. Not a thing. Go Denmark. Go go. Yeah, tell your Denmark, buddy. Okay, that's laced up. See you later. Good uh, goodbye. Well, about time for me to be hitting the old dusty trail. I like your hat.